You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey, Murph. Guess what? What? It is the week before Ragbri. Ah. And okay, so I have high anxiety about this because, you know, getting packed up and taking everything that I want as far as, you know, comfort and clothing, and it's got to all fit in a little bag. But your week before Ragbri has got to be crazy. It's crazy. You know, and it stinks because this is the time when everyone else is getting excited about Ragbri and they're messaging us a lot. Oh, yeah. On social media and email but guess what I have been in a box truck the entire day today (laughs) Uh, you know I did see a couple of I think it was maybe snapchats that you sent where you are literally driving a huge big truck yeah a 24 footer uh to and fro from Ryder to the warehouse to the ragbri office and out to our farm where we stage everything for ragbri so a lot of crazy driving on interstate 80 and all around Des Moines and what kind of stuff is in that big truck well, you know, I would say it's just everything that you would need to take on Ragbri, but for the average bike rider, you may not realize what we take all on Ragbri, and yeah. that includes things like all of the fold-up maps that you get. It includes oh, yeah. all of the merchandise that we put in the merchandise trailers and the outlet tent. Um, it includes a bunch of radios for our cars. It includes tubs to put beverages in during the week. It includes, I mean, just A to Z. Yeah. I think I packed... 25 rolls of duct tape, uh, 18 boxes of Sharpies. I mean, really, you name it, we packed it. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's hard to think about because you're doing an event, but it's actually an event every day in a different location. So you're like packing up and then re-unpacking and then doing it again and again and again. So that's right. um, high five to you through the phone. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Yes, I feel like a trucker. This is why one day a year where I get to pretend like I'm a trucker. <laughs> so 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> well, Murph, what's your 20? Are you What are you doing to get ready for Red Bride? Yeah, I'm crazy packing as well, but at a much smaller scale. I do not have a box truck. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure a lot of people know because I talk about it uh, more than I probably should. But I pack up my bicycle and bike from my home and get as far toward Sergeant Bluff as I can before the mm. expo. So yep. I have uh, my bike set up. I'm trying to, you know, fit all my clothing and my camping gear, my tent, my, you know, in case it rains and in case it gets cold and everything's like laying everywhere in my living room right now. <laughs> and then in addition to that, once I get to Ragbri, then I will be um, not self-contained. Then I'll be doing what everybody else does on Ragbri. So I have a different bag that yep. has already left my home and it's somewhere on its way to Sergeant Bluff. So hopefully I'll be reunited again. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then once Murph gets to Sergeant Bluff. She'll be joining me. Yes. Uh, she will be riding the ride, but also joining me on the social media team along with Brian Powers. The yes. Yes. So, it's going to be really fun. That, well, I mean, it's fun every year, but it's going to be extra yes. fun this year. It's going to be a unique year this year, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited to work together in another way. Yes. And of course, um, Saturday is the expo. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is from 12 to 9. 
Exactly. Okay. So whenever, if you're on a charter, you know, hopefully your charter gets in, you know, sometime three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, whenever that is, you'll set up your tent and then you will figure out where the expo is. And before uh, we go to the next topic, we have to make sure everybody knows that the expo is free, as in capital F R E E. <laughs> That's right. Anyone can attend, whether you're a cyclist or not. Yeah. So, and um, favorite places to go while at the expo, um, mm. of course, the outlet tent, which if people have not been on Ragbri before, um, well, actually, you tell them what the Ragbri outlet tent is. Well, the name sort of says it all, but beyond that, it's steals and deals on Ragbri merchandise that has from previous years, from years past, mm -hmm. and we really mark that stuff down. So if you show up to Ragbri and you are short one pair of shorts, mm -hmm. or if you'd like a new jersey, or if you're just browsing, we have deep discounts on all of our old Ragbri merch. So mm -hmm. everything... Not must go, but we would really like it to go. <laughs> so we, sure. we priced it to sell. So we have it all in one big white outlet tent. If you've been on Rag Bri before, you may have seen it. Um, so I would stop by and check it out. We will have that same merchandise for sale in the Meeting Town trailer. We have a merchandise trailer in the Meeting Town every day along the route. Mm -hmm. However, you won't no guarantees on what sizes we'll have at that point. We sure. sell so much on the first day that... If you really want a certain size on that 2015 jersey, you better get your bones over to that outlet tent. All right. Okay. Yep. That's that's very good advice. And you mentioned the trailers that are in each uh, meet town, right? Yep. It, they'll be in the meeting town and in every overnight town downtown. Okay. And those are the places where you go to redeem your certificate for your RAGBRAI patch. Yep. Your patch certificate or if you need some RAGBRAI merch, of course, or if you'd like to purchase a day pass wristband. Oh, good cool. stuff by there. Okay. Um, and I had talked earlier about not being able to answer email or being as caught up as I'd like to be. If you have any questions or if you have any issues with your wristband, please do stop by and see us. Mm -hmm. uh, either at the merchandise trailer uh, or on that first day at the expo, we're going to be at the new city hall in Sergeant Bluff from nine to, or from noon to nine p.m. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a whole registration station there, so we'll be able to look you up. We'll be able to re reissue bands. We'll be able to answer questions. Uh, just please do stop by and see us on the ride because we're there to help you all week long. Excellent. And I mentioned earlier, you know, you're going to get into camp, set up your tent, and then go figure out where the expo is. And available right now at ragbri.com, you can find out driver support maps, biker yep. maps, but also yep. each of the town has a map. Yep. So all the overnight towns, if you're wondering where the main campground is in Sergeant Bluff, we got a map for that. Mm -hmm. If you want to know where the the showers are in Charles City, we got a map for that. Mm -hmm. You just stop by ragby.com. So we have to get on to this episode because this is uh, the, the most popular episode of the year. Um, mm -hmm. We've done this three or four times, and it's basically where we give every single overnight town the chance to tell us about what we can expect, what the terrain's like, what the entertainment is, what they have been doing to get ready for us. So it's literally yeah. all eight communities. Yeah, it's going to be such a hype episode. I can't wait to listen to it. And this episode is definitely a little bit longer than most of ours. But, you know, in theory, I'm sure that you think this too, AP, that people are listening to this episode while they're packing and getting all jazzed up or while they're driving to the start yeah. of Ragbri, or maybe they're in their charter bus and they don't want to talk to their neighbor. So they have their headphones <laughs> in. So um, hopefully everyone's getting super excited. Or if you're not doing Ragbri, you'll listen to this and be like, 
all right, next year is next the year. year. So Yeah, so let's hit it. And before we go to the episode, I just wanted to say really quickly, if you happen to see Murph or I on the Rag Rye Router in one of the towns, uh, please do stop by and say hi. Say yep. hello. I love meeting podcast listeners on the ride. Yes. If you come up and say hello to us, we may have a little token of appreciation. Oh, we just might have something for you. So we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Yes. All right. We'll enjoy this episode and hopefully we'll see you all on RAGBRAI. All right. Well, let's kick this podcast off with Sergeant Bluff. And I'd like to welcome Andrea to the podcast. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Good so, to be here today. Yes. Yeah, so happy to have you here. And I know the riders are pretty darn excited to hit Sergeant Bluff, um, gosh, in a matter of, let's just say, days at this point. Yeah, it's coming up quick. We're very excited to have everybody come to town. Good. And has Ragbri ever been to Sergeant Bluff before? It has been a hot minute, but yes, um, Ragbri was here back in 2006. Okay. Uh, and they left town and went to Ida Grove, which is about the same, I think it's the same route they're taking this year. Mm. Do you want to provide the listeners with maybe just a super brief history of Sergeant Bluff or how old the town is or maybe a fun fact? Okay, yeah. Um, Sergeant Bluff uh, was settled as a village in 1852 and was established as a community in Woodbury County in 54. Mm. Uh, we are named Sergeant Bluff after Sergeant Charles Floyd, who was on the Lewis and Clark expedition, and he was the only one on that whole expedition to uh, die. Oh, wow. When you look at all the things that are going to be happening when RAGBRAI comes through, what role do you have? I am on the executive committee along with uh, four other members, I am working directly with entertainment, vendors, and our beer garden. Oh, listeners will definitely want to know about those. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into some of the details of, you know, entertainment and things that are happening in your community, do you want to give us an idea? So, you know, obviously riders will arrive, they'll set up their camp, they'll go to the expo, which we'll talk about in a second. But when they leave Sunday morning, their first couple miles out of town, can you describe like the terrain? What are they going to see as they leave Sergeant Bluff? Our area of, t- of the Iowa is pretty flat. Mm-hmm. Um, however, once you get about five miles to the east, you do go and in, roll into the Les Hills. Mm-hmm. So um, don't get too content on your on how nice and flat it is. <laughs> so they'll enjoy the first couple of miles, and it'll help them remember how amazing Sergeant Bluff was. And then that's the, right. It's then <laughs> Well, uh, do you want to give us some highlights of some of the things people will be enjoying when they're in Sergeant Bluff, both Saturday and then maybe Sunday morning? So on Saturday, we have um, entertainment lined up uh, at our main stage that starts at noon. Uh, We have four bands. All of them have ties to the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have uh, Smoking Clams, who is on the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, yeah, very exciting. Uh, we also will have a foam party and the infamous goat yoga. We have two sessions of that mm-hmm. that will be taking place uh, in town. 
We also have some local establishments that are having little shindigs of their own. So we will have plenty of things for people to do. Mm-hmm. And have you decided where the actual Ragbright Expo will take place? Expo will be mixed in with our vendors and uh, be right next to our beer garden and our main stage. So it is all packed into one area of fun. Excellent. And I'm assuming most listeners will know, but what the Expo is, is all the different vendors from, gosh, all across the country that come and come into one big space. So it's a place where you can, you know, if you forgot your jersey or a water bottle or you want to see new bikes, those sorts of things. But then also you'll be showcasing Sergeant Bluff as far as some food vendors. And I would assume some of your local businesses will be open. That's correct. And on 4th Street, where this will be happening, we do also have our, our Sergeant Bluff Museum is there. And oh. it will be open, available for people to go through that as well. Oh, and do you want to talk just briefly about, you know, I don't know how big Sergeant Bluff is, but I mean, there are 20,000 people coming in and probably a few people in their vehicles, people on bikes, people with their ready to set up camp. Do you want to speak just briefly on that? So we are working very hard to set up a plan so that when people come to town, they can move through quickly and get to where they need to set up and then get to go have fun. Mm -hmm. So we will have signs and information all around. Um, I do encourage people to check out our uh, media pages as well to see if you're coming in from whichever direction, what your best access point is to get to your location. Mm -hmm. And I would assume you have tons and tons of volunteers that will be helping coordinate all of that. We do. We are blessed in Sergeant Bluff to have uh, so many people that are excited and willing to come and help and just welcome our writers. Uh, what's the theme in Sergeant Bluff? Well, we are get a little bluff on your tires. <laughs> so when you leave town, you're going to take a little bit of Sergeant Bluff with you. Oh, that's great. You mentioned uh, social media sites. Can you give the listeners a few of those? You know, where do they go if they want to find out more about Sergeant Bluff? So we have our um, Sergeant Bluff Ragbri 2022 Facebook page. Uh, there's a lot of information on that. Um, and from there, you can get directed to other things in town. Uh, it also is highlighting some of our local businesses, some of our restaurants. We have great, uh, we have a variety of food fair for people to enjoy and check out. Um, I, and and I encourage questions as well. Our Facebook uh, director is very diligent at getting questions answered as soon as possible. Excellent. And of course, ragbride.com is also a good resource because it will direct people to the Sergeant Bluff Facebook page. And I know uh, if it's not already there, very soon ragbride.com will be providing maps. So people, when they're coming into Sergeant Bluff, will see where the campground is, where the expo is, where the beer tent is, all of that good stuff. So hopefully as people right now maybe are listening to this and driving towards Sergeant Bluff, uh, their minds will be at ease because everything will be ready for them. 
Absolutely. We are excited. Great. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for coming on the podcast and uh, hope to see you in Sergeant Bluff. Thank you, Kathy. Well, next up, I would like to welcome Heather, the Marketing and Hospitality Chair for Ida Grove. Hey, Heather. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's talk about Ida Grove. I am excited to come through this community, and uh, hopefully you're excited to welcome a few of the people I ride with. Yes, we are extremely excited. Um, This week especially has been a busy one, gearing up for you know, 25,000 plus riders to come to our little community of about 2,100 people. I'm still trying to envision what this is going to look like. Um, (laughs) But I think that is the beauty of it is, you know, it all comes together. The hard work and the planning all pays off in the end. And you get this camaraderie of community mixed with ragbri cyclists and their support teams from all over the world um, that come and visit our tiny town. So yes, we are very excited to have ragbri uh, again this year in Ida Grove. Oh, awesome. And it, I think it's a good time for me to point out to you know everyone listening, especially if they're one of these 25,000 riders that'll be coming through, is to remember that you are part of a volunteer committee. So you're volunteering all of these hours and all of your time. Yes, that you are absolutely correct. And I think that's what's so special about it is that your community really does pull together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we were looking at what our volunteer needs are just for that day before, day after. And, you know, it's it's over 100 volunteers, but uh, our community is coming out full force. And we're going to have that um, group of people helping out and getting everything ready and set up. And, you know, volunteering is it you find is extremely important, especially in a small town. It's what you can make of your community, what you want to see out of your community. Uh, So it really is really special and unique. But um, yeah, all our volunteers are excited and yeah, they're ready to get the weekend going. Good. Well, we (laughs) appreciate all of you. So make sure you tell everybody thanks from uh, the Ragbrag Nation. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, how about a brief history of your community? You know, maybe a fun fact or two. Sure. Yes. So uh, we pack a big punch in Ida Grove for how small we are, which is really, really cool. So we are situated in Northwest Iowa. Uh, We are about an hour east of Sioux City. Um, So I always say that's kind of our nearest big town. Mm -hmm. We want big town amenities. That's where we go. Um, But we really are in a beautiful rural area of Iowa uh, that we are very lucky um, to be a part of. Uh, But Ida Grove itself, um, we are about 2,100 people, uh, small but mighty. We have a lot to offer here. And uh, one of our kind of unique things about our community and where our theme comes from for this year's Ragbri is that we are known for our castles. So we are actually um, trademarked a term called Castletown USA. Nice. And so that's, yeah, so that's kind of our uh, theme of Ida Grove. Um, but as you roll into Ida Grove, uh, you will see castle-like motifs all throughout. So 
we had a prominent business entrepreneur, um, I think back in maybe the 70s and 80s, who loved castles, and uh, he decided to kind of build Ida Grove around that. So you'll see our roller skating rink looks like a castle. Our old newspaper facility looks like a castle. Um, yeah, so there's just different things that uh, represent that. So we kind of took that and uh, built our theme off of that, which is Knights of the Round Tire. Oh, uh, nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so mixing kind of the the bicycling with a little bit of castle and that's how we came up with that. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're just a cute little community, um, that has great little eateries mm -hmm. and a winery roller skating rink. We've got an outdoor pool rec center. So yeah, we are, we are very lucky to have a, a great place to live. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think, um, like when you say that you have castles or buildings that look like castles, I mean, there are tons of them. Like mm -hmm. as you come into town, it's kind of like, what is going on in this community? <laughs> and I think when we did our inspection ride, we got a photograph of a, it's like a bridge on the mm -hmm. golf course that is designed to look like kind of a drawbridge. It, it's just, it's really beautiful. Yes, it is. And it's kind of in the center of our town, which is really cool. So you um, will likely see it as you're coming in or leaving town. Uh, but it is. You're exactly right. It's it's pretty large. It actually sits in the middle of our golf course. Mm -hmm. So when you are kind of touring around the holes of the golf course and golfing on a nice day, you actually have to go over that a few times to oh, get nice. to a few different holes. <laughs> um, and then a group of um, community members fundraised over I think last summer uh, to get some really cool lights on there at night so mm -hmm. it lights up at night and yeah just a really fun uh, feature that yes is situated right in the middle of our town so yeah, yeah. okay so as riders arrive in Ida Grove give us mm -hmm. some highlights of you know what you have scheduled for us or what do you have set up Yes. So this has been the really exciting uh, part of all of this. It's all been really fun and exciting, but this has definitely been a cool experience mm -hmm. because we don't always get things like this in Ida Grove. And so the fact that we have bands coming in town and we have a big stage and all of these food trucks and our food places that will be serving delicious food. Um, you know, it's been really cool to kind of see that all come together. So most of our um, kind of entertainment and activity will be situated around our downtown area. Mm -hmm. So um, the main stage is on First and Taylor Street, kind of on the back side of our that kind of it's not technically main street it's mm -hmm. called second street but that's our main street that runs through downtown oh, okay um, but we'll have a stage there we've got damon dotson who's a local iowa native coming yes. he's amazing and uh, he'll be kind of our earlier band and then following that will be not quite brothers who actually performed at the Ragbri announcement party mm -hmm. and that's where we saw them and they were fantastic so I think they'll get the crowd really going for the later band and we have glow sticks and emoji beach volleyballs happening along with the beer garden that will all be right in that area and then along with that we've got about 
30 food vendors between our local community with churches and groups that will be cooking and then food trucks. And that's um, not including our restaurants too, that will all be partaking and having food. Um, We've got a place called Ida Bowl, which is a really fun little establishment that is actually a bowling alley. Um, But uh, Sheila Ida Bull will have a band as well and some activities going on in her parking lot and food. Our winery, I think they last said that I think they're maybe hosting 400 to 500 people Ooh. up at the winery. Yes, yeah, so it's the best view in town. So if people are able to go check it out and look, you kind of oversee all of Ida Grove. So uh, our churches will have dinners and food and uh, then we'll have tricycle jousting. Oh. <laughs> uh, this was my husband's uh, idea all along. So he finally got his wish. And oh, this so is awesome. he's part of camping and housing. So we're both on the planning committee and uh, I'm not on I'm not entirely sure what is all involved with that, but I know <laughs> we got tricycles and we've got some uh, jousting cold. <laughs> That's what you call it. Oh, geez. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think we have a couple dueling pianos too. So uh, all kind of, again, around the downtown area. So it'll be convenient, easy for people to get to. Mm-hmm. We'll have a shuttle running as well. If you're kind of at a further away spot that will get you down. Um, Cause I'm sure legs are tired after biking, you know, 60 plus miles. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But it sounds like we need to come there with a good appetite because you have yes. lots and lots of food opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, have your phone with you so you can take some photographs because I know the castles are really cool to see. Um, but then you also have all the entertainment. You've got some music, you've got bowling alley, roller skating, all like you guys have it all. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it really is. And I always tell, you know, my friends and family who uh, don't, you know, live around here, don't live in a small town. They're always asking, you know, do you keep busy or, uh, <laughs> you know, how's it, what it's like living in a small town? community and I was like actually we stay we have everything you know we offer a lot here Mm -hmm. so um, we do keep busy we are creative with how we have our fun and um, so we kind of took that and um, rolled with it with Ragbri and wanted to bring some things that our writers and our our you know, support people will remember when they come to Ida Grove. Well, if people um, are listening and they want to check out a few more, you know, details about your community, I know that the maps are up now and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. Where can they go to find out info? Great question. So we've got a couple great spots that um, they can visit. So the ver- the first one is our Facebook page, which is 2022 Radbri Ida Grove. Okay. And we keep that pretty up to date with, like you said, maps and times of things. And we'll especially be doing that over the next uh, few days, even leading up to Radbri. Mm-hmm. So people and, um, you know, stay well informed. So that's a great place to visit. We also have our website, which can be found through the main RAGBRAI website page. And there's a link off of there. You can just click on our logo and that should have a good chunk of information on there as well. Um, As far as like itinerary and Mm -hmm. um, locations of things, which I know is always important when you have a, a lot of people coming in that 
they don't know where most things are because yeah, so, they've yeah. been here. So, Well, by the sounds of it, it seems like you guys are pretty well ready for uh, this onslaught of bicycle people. <laughs> yes, I, I would uh, like to think so. Um, we, we always are saying ready or not, here it comes, <laughs> but in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do have to say thank you to our community, our volunteers, our businesses, our planning committee, RAGBRAI, um, who's been a tremendous help. I mean, our sponsors and our donors, you know, it really is a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. that so many people have come together for. And it's just been amazing. All of our, um, you know, community members who are hosting writers Mm -hmm. and taking people in. So yeah, it is, it is really cool to see. Well, thank you, Heather, for coming on the podcast to tell us about your community. And uh, we will see you in about a week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the ride, as we were saying. (laughs) That's our motto, enjoy the ride. Okay, coming up next is the town of Pocahontas, and I'd like to welcome Mayor Jada. Good morning. Nice to visit with you today, and thanks for highlighting our great little town that we have here. Yes, I am very excited to come through Pocahontas, or some people call it Pokey. Um, There's so much to see in this community. And the energy every time I visited, you know, this spring, the energy is amazing. Well, we are always so glad to have the Ragbri crew come through. It's like a, it's like a big deal. Um, I know, like Aspen Leaf always gets excited about you. Yes. They always ask, "Well, are they here today?" So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's been a great partnership to work with Ragbri. We've enjoyed it. Great. And has Ragbri ever come through your community before? Yes, in 2010, it was a pass through. Um, ah. Came through late morning and, and stuck around for a while. There was just a lot of, um, yeah, talk about energy. It was high <laughs> energy that day, and it was a lot of fun and great. And gave the town of Pokey a feel for what Ragbright could be like, even though that was some time ago. Yeah. A lot of us still do remember that. And how about you know? I know I may be doing a spoiler alert, but there's a really cool large sculpture on the edge of town (laughs) that I know everybody is going to be stopping at. But do you want to give us just like maybe a brief history of your community? Of course. 1870 is when our community was established. Mm -hmm. And so we would have had our 150th celebration in the magical year of 2020. Nice. Um, Obviously, that didn't carry off. (laughs) (laughs) We were preempted a little bit, so we've had to delay that. We still haven't held it yet, but we plan to. Um, We're the only community we can boast that say, you know, it was so awesome. It took us 155 years to celebrate 150. (laughs) There you go. Um, So, yeah, and we were named after um, the Indian Princess of Pocahontas for some reason. Um, As I I was doing some research, the county was actually named first, and then the community came. We are the county seat. And there was a senator at the time, state senator from Jefferson, I believe, that had – some attractions the name of Pocahontas Mm -hmm. and he actually gave lent the name to our county and then hence this community was formed and took that name as the county seat so that's why we have that name and and we're very proud um to have uh that name 
um, given to our community mm -hmm. and our heritage here, even though there's no direct um, Native American descent here, we try to respect Pocahontas in every sense and mm -hmm. only, you know, give her honor in that means. So. And speaking of honoring Pocahontas, will you tell the listeners what I was alluding to a second ago? Most certainly. On the east side of our community on Highway 3 as you enter from the east, we have a very large statue of Pocahontas. If you've ever been to Pokey, uh, most people do know of it. It is a site for many people to stop and get that picture opportunity. It was a gift from the Shaw family, a longtime family in our community. And so we had a place there um, a few years ago. We had some other structures moved out there um, to give it a more of a, a feel for, you know, a pioneer sense mm -hmm. and we have it all decorated up nicely with flowers so we invite always invite our visitors to stop there and and visit um, our statue of Pocahontas. Yes it's quite a sight to see and then you know besides that you have great businesses within the city uh, all kinds of things to see in the community which brings me to my next question what are riders going to see when they come into Pokey? Well, besides our, our beautiful statue, we do have a couple things I'd like to point out. We give honor to our veterans who have served through um, many conflicts or just peacetime with the um, Veterans Memorial in front of the county courthouse. Mm. We have, I mean, we're, we're a great little typical small town America is what you think of. The courthouse occupies, you know, a great city block here at the end of Main Street. And uh, several years ago, volunteers put this Veterans Memorial together, which I think you'll find quite beautiful. So please stop by and visit that, mm -hmm. you know, when you ride through on Ragbriar or any other time. We have St. Peter and Paul um, Catholic Church, which is a national historical site, which is a block off Main Street. And those awesome uh, women of the Catholic Church are going to be making kolaches and selling them Ooh, that day. Yum. And so we have a rich bohemian heritage, and so we'll have some kolaches available. Get there quick because they do go fast. Mm. And I'm not sure if they're going to have the church open that day, um, but hopefully they will, and you can go in and, and look around. That's mm -hmm. another good site for you to stop. And then, of course, uh, stop and see Pocahontas, too. Even in uh, during that day or before you ride out that next morning, it might be a little bit less hectic. We actually going to have a shuttle stop so you can go out there and get your pictures too so oh excellent mm -hmm. and what kind of entertainment do you have set up for us oh my gosh we are so excited about the musical <laughs> entertainment um we have our stage right on main street um and we got we have bands starting at two o'clock mm -hmm. so for those people who roll into town early i mentioned the bohemian heritage um we love a good polka band the polka tunes are going to start at two o'clock and i don't think they're your traditional polka band um so they'll run first and then we have native pocahontas um dj jimmy jim will take the stage at five o'clock and he'll t play till about 7 30 kind of get everybody warmed up for our top bill of pop rocks at eight o'clock nice. talk about it i have heard yes. they just put on a show just not a concert it's a show so pure entertainment is what we want uh, we've got a lot of shade lined up shade lined up for main street so i we want our people to come and be cool and enjoy their time here and and meet people um our biggest asset is our friendly people in mm -hmm. our community and just not pocahontas community we're bringing the whole county in to help us on this so we're very proud all right. So, okay, we already know once we get into Pocahontas, we've got plenty of food, beverages, entertainment, lots of neat things to see. But can you maybe give the listeners just a, a 
brief overview of what the train is going to be like coming into Pocahontas and then leaving the next morning. Do we have of to worry course. about anything? Oh, well, let me tell you what you don't have to worry about, and that's a hill. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, there, I mean, there might be one little slight incline of maybe two-foot rise in the whole community. <laughs> You're going to be just pedaling straight, and it's, you know, I remember when I moved up here, my parents came to visit the first time, and then my dad couldn't get over how flat the land was. Mm. You could just see for miles. So when you get south of town, what you're going to notice is you're going to see our water tower. Those are the things that pop up or the man-made items, a water tower, the elevator, um, the church steeple. It's its all a beautiful sight with the trees. And I, I think we're a cute little community. And so you're not going to see any hills. And when you ride out towards Havelock the next morning or Roth, whatever route you take, it's just going to be flat all the way. So you're going to think of Pocahontas as one giant, big, flat pancake. But I think it's an easy ride. You know, we do have a lot of mileage coming up on us that mm-hmm. day. But you're going to find it it's no incline. You're not going to get tired out on any hills coming into town. Excellent. Okay. This is something to look forward to for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, if listeners want to learn a little bit more before they actually hit the Ragbri route, um, what sort of social media pages do you have set up? Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, so go to Facebook and look for us, search for us on Pocahontas underscore Ragbri. And that'll take you to our site. And we're posting updates. We've got some businesses that have posted. We've got our T-shirts on there. And we've had happenings. You know, we've used that site also to let the people of our community to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we've also tried to appeal to the Ragbri writers. And here in the next, you know, few weeks, as we get closer to the 25th, we'll be posting more information that we feel is pertinent to the writers coming into town and the support people as well. All right. Well, Jada, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk a little bit about Pokey. And I know uh, a lot of the riders are pretty excited for this day. Uh, we can't be more excited to receive them. And, and I've been telling everybody, you know, some of them are like, oh, we can't make it. Come back another time. If you can't make it for Ragbri, come visit Pokey another time because we're just very appreciative of anybody that takes the time. And like I said, what you'll find is our biggest asset is our people. Excellent. Thank you, Jada. Thank you so much. Okay, next up is Deb Height, the Chamber of Commerce Executive Director in Emmitsburg, Iowa. Hello there. How are you, Deb? I'm doing great. Good. Well, we all know everyone listening is dying to know What's going to happen when we get to Emmitsburg? So are you ready to share a little bit about Emmitsburg with us? Oh, you bet. I sure am. Well, first question is, has Emmitsburg ever been part of Ragbri? Oh, we have. This is our fifth ride into town. Oh. And um, this is the second one that I have been um, the organizer for. So it's real fun to do it again. I've been looking for it for, uh, to come back for eight years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And how about just a little bit of a brief history of Emmitsburg? You know, maybe if there's a fun fact or how old the town is, whatever you want to share with us. 
Well, of course, we don't look like we did in 1856 when it was settled out along the river. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, we are actually some fun facts. Um, we are Irish by heritage. Mm. There's not as many Irish as there once was, but we're, we celebrate the, uh, our Irish heritage every year mm. uh, with the St. Pat's celebration in March. And uh, in 1962, Emmitsburg became the sister city of Dublin, Ireland. Ooh. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. What'd you say? The sister community to Dublin? The sister city. Sister of Dublin, city. Type. So does that yeah. mean if you're an Emmitsburg resident, you get a free trip to Dublin, Ireland? Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I would be <laughs> the first one on that plane. You know, we have had uh, trips to um, for tourism. We've uh, uh, The St. Pat's Association has done trips to oh. Ireland. Oh, wow. And that's been fun. And the cool thing about that is that um, they send Irish dignitaries to Emmitsburg every March to join us for our St. Pat's um, celebration. Oh, wow. And the only, I think the only year they didn't was the year of COVID, of course. Yes. There's yeah. been a couple years because of the lockdown in Ireland. So, But otherwise, it's so fun to meet those the people that come. Oh, for just, sure. Just and, as hospitable as we are. Yeah, yep. that's, that's great. And I'm guessing with the Irish heritage and your connection with Ireland, there may be a little bit of Irish in the air during Ragbri. Am I right or wrong? Oh, you betcha. They sure will be. You know, as writers roll into town, we're going to have, um, we'll already have some signs um, with some Irish proverbs welcoming people in. Um, when you come into Emmitsburg, you're actually not going to go through Emmitsburg oh. to begin with. So um, you'll come in on Highway 4 and turn right away uh, to go to the fairgrounds. And we will have um, uh, the bagpipers, the Brian Buru bagpipe uh, band will be there. They'll play for part of the time. Might not be that everybody gets to hear them there, but they yeah. will be throughout town all day. Yeah. And then um, we'll be handing out beads and um, uh, there'll be people welcoming everybody in, the big Irish um, welcome up over the, the road. Mm. And there's just so many things that will um, you'll get a flair for what we do to celebrate our Irish heritage. And everybody knows, you know, my, my nickname is Murph. So sure. I have a little bit you of can Irish. Blend right in. Yes, I'm going to <laughs> blend right in. I'll... Well, anybody who wants to shop um, and get their Irish flair, uh, we have the um, St. Pat's Irish gift shop Ooh. right across from the courthouse where we have a statue of Robert Emmett, who mm. um, Emmitsburg was named after. Robert Emmett was fighting in the... Um, uh, he's an Irish patriot who was executed in 1803 by oh. the English government wow. when Ireland was fighting for their independence. So um, everybody should stop over there and get a photo up with um, Robert Emmett. And then there's also a Blarney Stone there. So if Ooh. you dare, you can kiss the Blarney Stone and see what kind of luck you get. <laughs> <laughs> and it might give you luck to get through that 100-mile ride the yes. next day. Yes. <laughs> And then, right, like I said, right across the street is the um, Irish gift shop. So that would be a fun place to get your Irish um, souvenirs for the trip. Yes. And you mentioned a little bit ago that riders, as they come in, they will hit the fairground area first. Do you want to describe, mm -hmm. like, what the train is coming into Emmitsburg and then maybe going out the next morning? Okay. Well, coming into Emmitsburg, you're going to see lots of, uh, you'll have a flat ride, um, mm -hmm. no big hills on this ride that I know of, and um, there'll be beautiful cornfields, and they're all tasseling now. So those people who would 
you know, are from the city or don't see cornfields, they're, they're really going to enjoy the lush green of our um, our landscape on the way into town. Uh, they'll ride over the Des Moines River. And then uh, as you come into town, you can look off to right to see some of our egg value uh, in- industry that we have. We have um, ADP, soybean plant, mm. and then Poet, which is biorefinery. And, of course, there won't be any tours of that, but it's just still kind of the look that makes Emmitsburg like it's more of a big town with <laughs> all of that going on. And then you come into Emmitsburg, and you'll turn off and go down to the fairgrounds. And then we'll have uh, Lawler Street where you can come downtown. And you can shop. You can go to some of our um, fun things to see. Uh, you can try your luck at the Wild Rose Casino. Uh, yeah, we've got lots of fun things. You know, Wild Rose, Irish, you know, that's yeah. all got a little flair there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you mentioned, you know, the bagpipers will be playing earlier in the day. But what other entertainment do you have set up for the us riders Okay, well, the bagpipers are going to be playing in Emmitsburg all day. Ooh, so, um, they, And they will be at the um, park, down at Sober Park, for our entertainment for a little while that evening also. So um, for entertainment for our bands at the Beverage Garden, which is on the South Bay of Five Island Lake, it, it just doesn't get any better. Um, we have the One Lane Band. That's a local band. Um, they play at 245 for a couple of hours. And then we have Birdchild. Mm. Birdchild actually has a connection to Emmitsburg with um, uh, Drew Birdsall, their main one of their lead singers, mm. and they'll be playing at five fifteen for three hours. And then we have Pork Tornado. Oh my and gosh! It, I know we're so lucky to have gotten them. <laughs> Everybody just loves Pork Tornadoes, and I didn't, you know, I hadn't heard them personally, but people come up to me all the time and say they follow Pork Tornadoes wherever they go. Yes. So we're really excited to have them be here. And tell us again where they will be performing, so that more, more for my benefit, I want to make sure I get there in time. <laughs> Okay. Well, we will close um, North Broadway at the intersection of Highway 18 and 4, which is in downtown Emmitsburg. And for five blocks, we will have the bicycle shops, the repair shops, all the vendors, the food vendor row. And that ends up on the east side of Soper Park. And Soper Park will have bike parking there. We'll have the cables for everybody to put their bikes out Mm -hmm. if they want to ride bikes to the park. Otherwise, we have a tremendous... um, opportunity to ride shuttles and people movers all over town. But then the Silver Park is um, just three blocks north of that intersection. And um, it's just, it's so pretty there. I don't think anybody should miss that opportunity. And if you um, got to come early, you can go sit on the Bay of the Lake and mm. on the shores and play in the sand if you want to. Wow, it sounds <laughs> just beautiful. relax. Yeah. Yeah, Emmitsburg's just a great place to, you know, you've ridden along all this way just to relax and enjoy our hospitality and, um, you know, our lake and everything that we have to offer. You can golf. Um, we've got a few tourism uh, things that you can do. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we'll have all that information in our town tab. And, of course, you can always stop at the I Welcome Center here at the Chamber mm. and we'll, or our information centers, and they'll get you what you need to know. And I would guess a lot of riders will be coming in early that day because they'll be mentally preparing for the Century Day the next day. So right. it sounds like there's plenty of things to see and do when they're they're in Emmitsburg. That's right. And, you know, I, I really like to, I'm also the tourism person here in Emmitsburg, and I'd really encourage everyone when you get to West Bend, if you've never been to the West Bend Grotto, 
you know, that's just something that's like the eighth wonder of the world. Yes. You really need to see that. So um, take a little time and see that and then come on into town and enjoy uh, what we have to offer. And when you say West Bend, that's one of the communities that riders will be going through before they come to Emmitsburg? Right. That's the meeting town on oh, this ride between Pocahontas and Emmitsburg. Yes. Okay. So if people are, you know, they're listening to this podcast, they're excited about Emmitsburg, where can listeners go if they want to learn a little bit more? Okay. Um, the city website's got great information on it, especially under the Discover tab. And that would be Emmitsburg.com. Okay. That's our Emmitsburg uh, website. And then for Ragbri information, um, if you do Facebook, Emmitsburg-Ragbri. We've got lots of chatter going on there, and we're talking about our bands and everything that we have to offer. After all, Emmitsburg is the one and only. We say that because there is no other Emmitsburg spelled the way that we do oh. <laughs> in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Another little tidbit of information. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, we have a Ragbri website, too. Um, doesn't have quite the information that our Emmitsburg.com does, but it's EmmitsburgRagbri.com. So we invite everybody to check it out. Great. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for coming on the podcast, and we're all looking forward to rolling into Emmitsburg. Okay. Well, it sounds good. We're looking forward to having you. I'm so excited to have everybody. So I hope you have a good time. Great. Be safe. Next up is Mason City, and I'd like to welcome Steve. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? We are all doing great. We're pretty excited to uh, hit your community, um, especially because at that point we'll be done with a long day. Yes, yes. We will have lots of stuff for you when you get to Mason City as well. Excellent. And that's why you're here, to, to give us the scoop. And a lot of people probably are listening to this episode while they're driving to Ragbri or packing for Ragbri. So hopefully they're going to get all hyped up. They will. So um, <laughs> we have all sorts of stuff going on starting at 2 o'clock for those early arrivers, um, people that either rode hard or, or got up early to get to Mason City. Uh, we're going to have music starting at 2. Uh, total, we're going to have six bands wow. playing throughout the day. Um, and starting at 2, <clears throat> excuse me, starting at 2, we're going to have two main stage, or excuse me, two side stage acts going. Mm -hmm. uh, one at the principal pavilion, and then about three blocks uh, uh, north of there, there's going to be another stage set up uh, with another band performing. So uh, each one of those bands are going to perform for about two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, then there'll be a little break for some changeover, and then two more bands will be up uh, playing until our, our main stage act starts at 6.30. And you have to talk about the main stage act because this is going to be an epic evening yeah it's 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 great um so we're starting the day off with don felder formerly of the eagles mm -hmm. uh you'll notice that uh double neck guitar he'll be rocking that thing out and uh putting on a fantastic show uh and then after him there's going to be a little break where uh reg is going to be doing some vip stuff and then uh finishing off the night is going to be sugar ray wow so Okay, so, you know, if we're doing these over 100 miles on our bikes, we're just going to have to somehow dig up some energy to, you know, get get a shower done after camp set up and get downtown because it's going to be worth it. 
Yes, uh, we have a fantastic MC going to be going to be there all night. His name's Day Peace. Uh, he's a comedian, uh, kind of a North Iowa comedian. Hmm. Um, and then we also have a guest bartender at the at the beer garden, uh, which is going to be really fun. Uh, you guys will all get a kick out of this guy. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, you'll have to drag yourself back to the pavilion to check out one last performance. Ooh, okay. We're going to keep that one under wraps. Oh, man, this is exciting. Okay. But you're going to want to drag yourself there. So, so that's, there is that the hint? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you look at, you know, okay, we're, you know, maybe the last, I don't know how many miles coming into Mason City, what can riders expect as far as terrain or, you know, views? Like, what's a general overview? Yeah, uh, so there's going to be corn. I mean, I think that's probably the whole Bragg Bride course. No. Um, so you're going to come uh, kind of uh, on the south side of Mason City. It's pretty flat. Uh, there's actually the only elevation you're going to get uh, once you cross over the interstate is just an overpass. That's pretty much oh. the end of all elevation. Uh, you're going to come in downhill into Birchall or you'll take a left-hand turn. Uh, I think they're going to be doing the patches on that road somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, the 100 mile patches for Ragbri, uh, some point out, out there. Um, and then you'll be welcomed in on 19th street. Uh, there'll be a, a big welcoming Ragbriers uh, right there at Newman Catholic high school. And then you'll kind of, there's just two turns from that point to get to downtown Mason city. Um, it's probably about three miles of a ride once you reach Mason city to get actually downtown, but yeah, pretty easy. Um, the roads are all going to be blocked off and, mm -hmm. and uh, should be nice and safe for you guys. And I, I guess I know the answer to this question, but has Ragbri come through Mason City before? It has. The This will be the third time. Uh, the last time was in 2014. Oh, okay. So yep. that... that was with Brett Michaels was the main stage act. Back oh, back. man. Geez. So you went from Brett Michaels to Sugar Ray. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know how to really put on a good party. We sure try. <laughs> and as far as, you know, besides the entertainment you're bringing in, I know there are a gazillion things to see in your community as far as sculptures and artwork. And like, can you give the listeners a few must-see things that they should check out? I would definitely, because you'll be able to hear the music all throughout downtown. The sculpture parade is amazing. I think there's over 100, 112 sculptures throughout. Mm. Um, it's all within walking distance of downtown. Uh, that's really cool. I would definitely uh, poke your head into the Frank Lloyd Wright Hotel, mm -hmm. uh, the Historic Park Inn. That That is very amazing. It's the only working Frank Lloyd Wright uh, design hotel in the world. Wow. Um, you know, just the, the art museum that we have is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So just from the outside, if you it just... You know, if you're on the sculpture uh, parade, you'll be able to see that. Um, we have a lot of little shops and stuff. Our downtown is amazing, mm -hmm. uh, but you, everybody's going to be downtown anyway, so you guys will see all the, all of that. Um, and then a lot of the riders will be at East Park, which is our own little kind of central park, like New York has. Um, East Park is is really a gem of Basin City, but a lot of the campers will be camping there, so they'll see that. Mm -hmm. I know when I came through Mason City, I've been there a couple times this year. And even the murals on the sides of some of your buildings are yeah. incredibly photo worthy. Um, and I know that you were also in the process of putting a couple additional murals up. 
Yep, yep. One will be finished uh, this week. Uh, it's a really neat one. It's uh, if if any of the uh, riders go and eat ice cream at Bertzel's, which is about four blocks north of downtown, mm. uh, you'll see this beautiful mural that was just painted. It's uh, it's called Building Community, and it, it's 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 pretty special. It's mm-hmm. it's large and very very cool. And does Mason City have any sort of theme for Ragbri this year? Well, since the riders are all riding 100 miles, it is the ride of the century. Ride uh, of the where century. Where the road ends. Ah, excellent. And then any, like, do you have a, a grasp on as far as, like, vendors and food options? I mean, are you guys just all kinds of different options? Yeah, there's going to be something for everybody. Um, with with all of our restaurants downtown that are are going to be well prepared for Ragbri. We also have an additional 22 food vendors, I believe. Mm. Um, and so there's going to be gluten-free, vegan, uh, meat, <laughs> something for everybody. Right, right. And then what about uh, heading out of town the next morning? Will you have some vendors out and about or at least some of your uh, businesses open? Yep. Some of the businesses will be opening up early in downtown and serving breakfast. I know uh, our local um, organic grocery store is going to be doing some something for breakfast that morning, uh, and then I think that there's there's a few places or a few people that are doing like breakfast sandwiches and burritos as well. And then as the riders exit on State Street, that we're going to have a DJ at the five way stop, which is where they take a right and head out of town. Awesome. So there'll be a DJ there, and yeah, it's the the party's going to go all night long into the morning. Oh, well, if people want to, you know, check out more information that maybe we didn't discuss, where can they go? Uh, I would go to the Ragbri Mason City Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has a list of all the times for the bands, uh, obviously the names of the bands, uh, and then other events that we have going on throughout the day. All right. Well, I know I'm excited. I love Mason City. That Frank Lloyd Wright Hotel is, wow, I mean, just being able to walk through the lobby, I think that people will be pretty excited about that. Plus all your art and your sculptures. You've got a brewery right downtown. I mean, I may never leave. <laughs> well, that's the goal. Hopefully, you know, people people come to visit and then come back to stay. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on the podcast. And we will see you very soon. See you soon. Thanks so much. Up next, we have Charles City, and I'd like to welcome Phoebe. Hi. Hi, Phoebe. Uh, you are the hospitality chair for RAGBRAI, is that right? That is correct. Okay, that sounds like a pretty important position, especially since everyone is listening to this podcast and they are ready to hit your community and find out what all is happening. Well, I mean, it is going to be the best stop of the week. Charles City always is, so I have no doubt of that. Um, you know, hospitality in the big scheme of things, it's important, but I always say that the people dealing with uh, porta potty showers and campgrounds are probably more important to what the writers <laughs> uh, need when they roll in, especially those porta potty people. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> that is true. I think we all take porta potties for granted until we need one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, has Ragbri, I think you already mentioned this, but Ragbri's come through before, right? 
Yeah, this is actually our sixth time hosting. Uh, Our first time was in 1982, uh, and then again in 96, 2002, uh, 2010, and most recently in 2017. Mm. This is, however, our first time hosting on a Thursday night. We're usually the Wednesday night stop, so uh, that makes this year a little little different. Oh, interesting. Well, um, any chance you could give us like a just a super brief history, maybe a fun fact or two? Yeah, um, let's see. There's a lot. Charles City uh, was first founded uh, by European settlers in 1851. Um, Kind of our big thing with history here is that we're the home of the tractor. So uh, Charlie Hart, Charles Hart and Charles Parr developed the Hart Parr Gasoline Engine Company uh, Mm. right here in Charles City. And this is actually where they coined the term tractor. Um, In 1903, they became the first successful uh, factory production tractor line in the U.S. right here in Charles City. And Hart Parr later merged with some other companies to become Oliver. So when riders come to town, if they want to check out some historic tractors, they should absolutely go to the Floyd County Historical Museum. Uh, It's uh, a it's an award-winning museum. It won the Silos and Smokestacks People's Choice Award uh, just this year, and it's got a ton of great displays about more than just tractors, but tractors are definitely um, a big part of that. And then another part of our history that writers can check out when they come to town is that we're the girlhood home of Carrie Chapman Cat, who did help ensure the passage of the 19th Amendment, ensuring mm-hmm. women got the vote, oh, and wow. she helped uh, to found the League of Women Voters. And oh, her wow. girlhood home it's just right outside of Charles City, and it's open as a museum today. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, lots of little little bits of history right here in town. Oh, sure, yeah. And um, something that's pretty darn cool is, you know, in your community, you have a pretty cool water source that flows right through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Cedar River is, of course, a large part why people settled here um, ages ago, but to this day, it provides us with a huge amount of just uh, entertainment and recreation. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten years ago, we built Iowa's first ever whitewater course, and it is a world-class course uh, that riders will actually be able to experience. Our local outfitter will have inner tubes available uh, for rentals that day, so you can ride through the rapids without having a kayak or any kayaking experience. And I was uh, able to do that when Ragbride came through, did you say 2017 or 18? 17 was the last time it was here, yeah. Yeah, so when Ragbride came through in 2017, I did get to go down the rapids, and it was so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It definitely is. I've seen a lot of people on the river the past few days as the temperatures have gone up. So um, it's always a good time. It's great for fishing. Um, we've got a brand new mural right down on the river as well for mm. uh, riders to check out. So Cool. Well, as uh, riders are coming into your community, can you give us like maybe a brief overview of what the terrain, like what are they going to see or experience as they come into town? Yeah, so the ride from Mason City to Charles City is, I think it's going to really set riders up for a great day. It's relatively short, 47.9 miles, mm-hmm. um, not a huge amount of elevation climb, you know, about 1,200 feet overall. And it's going to be, you know, mostly rural, pastoral, pretty picturesque. Um, we've got some great towns along the route. Uh, Rockford and Marble Rock uh, will be excellent uh, pass-through towns for our riders. And, of course, as they're uh, riding through, uh, they can always stop at the uh, Rockford 
fossil and prairie park where you can see native prairie and even collect some Devonian fossils to put in your pockets on the way home. Um, so I think it's going to be a really great day. It's a fairly short ride. So we expect to see some extra guests here in Charles City as we pick up more day pass riders on this day than any other day of the week. Yeah, I'm excited about that shorter ride. And there's just so much to yeah. do in your community. It's I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, so, yeah. okay, so riders roll into town, they see all their the fossils and they take photographs. Once they get into town, tell us what kinds of things we're going to be doing. You know, a little bit of everything. Um, as I've already mentioned, we've got our Whitewater Park. When you roll into town down Main Street Hill, the first thing you're going to see is our lovely Main Street. Um, all of our vendors are going to be located right there, sort of one-stop shopping for you. Um, and Central Park is right downtown as well. We're going to have axe throwing downtown. Um, we're going to have music on our main stage beginning at 1 p.m. And we also have a small riverside amphitheater that we're going to have some acoustic acts on beginning a little earlier in the day as well. So music for anybody's taste. And then um, we have, in addition to uh, the axe throwing, uh, we'll have some you know bag games set up and plenty of food vendors Um and then just everything that Charles City has to offer. On our main street, we've got a ton of just little gems of shops. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people don't think of small town Iowa as having a lot to offer, but um, we really have a pretty vibrant uh, downtown. And then we've got an excellent art collection at the library. I, you, you hinted at that. I think uh, if writers are looking to cool off, they should definitely stop at our public library and check out the Mooney Art Collection. Mm -hmm. You can see original works by Dolly, Chagall, Picasso, Grant Wood, Rembrandt, um, among many others. It's it's a little hidden gem, but Charles City is a bit of an artistic community because other than the Mooney, we also have um, our sculpture walk. And so we have a number of large sculpture installations throughout town and uh, people can walk and see those. And we've just started a mural project. We started with two murals last year, and we've just added two more uh, that just finished actually uh, this week. And so, you know, there's outdoor art uh, everywhere for our visitors to see, and they can always go into the art center as well and check out the installations that are hanging there um, right now. And where did you say the Mooney display was? The Mooney is um, at the Charles City Public Library, which is actually right by the Whitewater Course. Mm -hmm. So riders can go in, check out the Mooney, and then hop right over to the Whitewater Course, ride down the rapids, and get a little bit of art and a little bit of Whitewater thrill all at the same time. Yes. And wasn't it right there as well that there's a really cool um, pedestrian bridge? Uh, yeah, just upriver a little bit from that. So we have two pedestrian bridges that cross the river. Um, and the, the cool one that I know you guys uh, went over the morning that you left, um, that's upriver just a little bit. That's going to be great access for people staying at the main campgrounds. Okay. Um, the, the pedestrian bridge connects Lions Field with our downtown area um, really quickly, easily, and safely. And it is a beautiful bridge. The original bridge that was there was brought down in the 2008 flood. Mm. And so that bridge, uh, we knew we needed to replace it. And we actually took pieces of the original bridge and created a sculpture right there by the new bridge. So it's one of our many sculptures throughout town. And it was a community created piece. Mm -hmm. I know we have a group photo from when we did the pre-ride inspection ride. And yep. it is just a beautiful area. 
Yeah. Great. Yeah, it is. What do you guys have a theme as far as um, for Ragbri? Yeah, our theme is Viva. Just one simple word because we really think it embodies the celebration and excitement that uh, we want to have throughout the whole day when people are here. We want to show people how we live, how we viva here in Charles City. So um, we just use that um, as a way to express our excitement for the day. Love it. So if, um, you know, like I've mentioned in other interviews, most people listening to this episode are either driving to Ragbri right now or Mm -hmm. they are packing for Ragbri. So if they happen to want to, you know, check out your daily map or your campground area or just other information about Charles City, where can they go? I think the best place is probably our Facebook page. So if they aren't already following um, CC Ragbri on Facebook, they should definitely check that out. Just mm-hmm. Facebook at CC Ragbri. Um, we've been posting uh, maps and general information there uh, throughout. So they should be able to find everything there and ask any questions that they have as well. And I guess um, one last question, who do you have playing for your like evening entertainment? Our uh, our music on the main stage starts at one, but our big headliner is uh, starting at nine o'clock, and that's Viva Knievel, which is a really nice tie-in with our Viva logo as well. Yeah, um, Viva Knievel is, I think, going to be a real high energy, real fun show. Um, they just they have a ton of fun when they're on stage. Watching them, um, I haven't seen them live yet, but looking at their videos, it looks like it's going to be just a riot of fun. I have to say, as a former band nerd, um, this band really speaks to me because they travel with a brass band that backs them up. And so there will be, yeah, there will be trumpets, trombones, maybe a tuba, maybe a saxophone on stage along with, you know, your traditional um, guitars and drums. So uh, that to me just amps up that fun. But again, I I was a bit of a band nerd in school, so that (laughs) excites the the band dork in me for sure. Oh man, it sounds like we are going to have a blast in Charles City. Absolutely. The best stop of the week, hands down. Okay. Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we are all looking forward to uh, arriving in your community. And we can't wait to have you. All right. As riders roll in, Friday, they are going to hit the town of West Union, and I would like to welcome Matt to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. Well, let's talk a little bit about West Union. Um, I know by this time in the week, riders are going to be like, are we really going to be done after today? Well, uh, I'm excited to invite everyone uh, to West Union on the 29th. Uh, I think that they're going to be uh, in for some pleasant surprises. I know it's going to be a long week for them, but uh, yeah. we've got a great day uh, in store for them. And then after us, uh, obviously, they uh, they have to make the uh, arduous climb to uh, Lansing. Yes, exactly. Well, has um, Ragbri ever come through your community before? Yes, uh, twice before. Uh, in 1987, uh, they had... The very first Ragbri come through West Union, and then they came from Osage and uh, went on to Guttenberg. And then in 2005, uh, that was the previous time that uh, leading up to this one would have come from Presco, and then uh, went back over to Guttenberg. So this will oh. be the third time, uh, 17 years being the separation between 
now in uh, the second. Yeah, that's actually quite a bit of time has passed since uh, West Union has seen all of the riders come through. Yeah, it's a there. There's some fond memories of uh, the event last time they came through. However, uh, quite a bit of the individuals that were instrumental in making that a success have uh, aged on, and sure. they just aren't around to uh, to dive into their experience. So it's uh, difficult, and we've kind of had to start from scratch here. Right. Well, and I want to get into some of, you know, your entertainment and things that you're going to be offering riders. But before I do that, do you want to give listeners just a tiny history of West Union? Maybe, I don't know, a fun fact, how old the town is, whatever you want to share with us. Yeah, uh, West Union was founded in uh, 1849. Mm. Uh, I believe they originally were called Knob Prairie. The uh, founder, William Wells, uh, named it after his hometown, uh, West Union, Ohio. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, it, it was uh, interesting to dig into a little bit of that history. Uh, the community here, like many in uh, Iowa, you know, focuses mainly on uh, agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, you know, in more recent years, we've had a, a, a lot of uh, development occur here. We're also um, proud um, hosts to the uh, Fayette County Fair. So we're like located in Fayette County in Iowa and uh, our fair is, which many of the riders will ride right by on their way to the downtown, uh, is actually going on the week before. And that fair has grown to be the third or fourth largest fair in uh, Iowa. So they've done a tremendous job of increasing, uh, you know, what they offer there, the entertainment and all that stuff. So if any of the riders uh, get a chance to, to, uh, visit Iowa prior to uh, Ragbri, they can uh, come through and take a look at our fair. It always happens on the third week of uh, of July there. And that also will give you, you know, at least your community, a good taste of what it's like to have lots and lots of people come into the area. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Union has quite a few different events that are now going on uh, throughout the year that bring a substantial amount of individuals to the community here. So they're no stranger to large crowds. However, Ragbri will be a very different beast altogether (laughs) with, uh, I believe, 18,000 sold uh, registered tickets and an estimated 25,000 people in town day of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one of them, and I'm pretty excited to uh, actually make it into your community. So, okay, that brings me to the next question. So uh, you did kind of, you know, give us a little taste of what Saturday is going to be like. There's going to be some elevation. But what what can riders expect as they come into your community? Like, what's the terrain like coming into West Union? Uh, it's pretty indicative of uh, everything that you, uh, you experience as you're coming across Iowa. We start to get into the driftless area, mm. which for those that don't know is uh, where uh, way, way, way back, you know, hundreds of thousands of years back, uh, ice, an iceberg, uh, came through the, uh, the U S kind of forming some of those valleys and hills that you see when you get up to Minnesota. Well, Iowa is, you know, typically, um, flat and, uh, pretty level terrain there. But once you get into the North, uh, Northeast part of it, you really start to see those rolling hills mm-hmm. and we, we're kind of that gateway to it. You know, we've uh, been dubbed the gateway to recreation as a result. 
because we've got fantastic parks, uh, just amazing trail systems, a lot of outdoor recreation that is different than what the rest of Iowa has to offer. Mm-hmm. So when they come into town, they'll see they'll start to see that shift from the uh, the the more flat, even terrain that they're used to to more of that hilly, uh, you know, elevation changes, that beautiful valleys, uh, fantastic rivers and parks, and they'll they'll just see some some beautiful greenery. So sounds like some really good photo opportunities as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, once riders, you know, they see the beautiful uh, area around West Union, they come into town, what can they expect as far as, you know, vendors and entertainment and, you know, if you have a theme set up? Yeah, we um, we have uh, our, our logo here is it's all downhill from here and that's really to play on that um that that trip leaving west union you know eventually you get down to lansing Mm -hmm. but there's there's quite a bit of hills going into that but when they arrive in west union on the 29th they're going to be uh greeted by uh you know a fantastic team of uh individuals for hospitality some beautiful bike sculptures that we've had a local individual uh create and they'll be able to get a glimpse of the downtown because they pass right by it on their way to the main campground. Mm. Uh, so they'll see uh, a little bit of the food vendors that are set up there. They may see some, uh, we, we have some agriculture uh, uh, booths there with uh, animals that the riders will be able to take pictures with and mm. pet and things like that. So uh, we're really excited about that. We have uh, a variety of food ranging from our local options here with our businesses like Tapped Out, Top Hat, Gus and Tony's Euphoria, which is just a range of uh, pub food to, uh, in, you know, uh, Chinese. Uh, we have uh, breakfast food with Euphoria. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is a good variety. And then we have our outside vendors, many of whom the uh, Ragbri riders may recognize. There'll be a good selection of foods for them to experience mm-hmm. uh, additionally. We'll have um, some entertainment vendors set up. We have human foosball, which always Whoa. is just so much more fun than anybody can imagine, <laughs> which we, we have these massive hay bales set up and uh, these pipes that are run al- across them like a foosball table, and each person holds on to a specific spot, and they have to stay held on to those, those bars while they try to play a game of soccer. Oh and I, I can't tell you how often that that ends up being the most popular yeah. uh, offering that we have here. That is awesome. And how about some um, evening entertainment as far as like live music? Yes. Uh, well, we started early. We pulled in a second stage day of, and we will have music starting at 10 o'clock for those uh, early arrivers. Because mm-hmm. we know that there are quite a few that. You know, they start their day as early as they can, mm-hmm. and they chug along until they can get to uh, the next uh, overnight town. So we have uh, music starting at 10 with uh, Bo Timmerman. And then from there, we go to the Swing Crew, which has played uh, ra- quite a few different rag rides. Sure, yeah. uh, then we close that out with uh, the Barflies. And then uh, after they're done at 4 o'clock, we move over to our main stage, where we open with a local act, uh, Stephen Schroeder. And then from there, we move on to uh, Rolling Thunder, which is uh, 80s cover band, and then Arch Allies, which I know all the riders are very familiar with. Yeah. And they're our headliner. 
that's going to be fun. And, you know, for those people who, like you mentioned, get into West Union early, they've got plenty to do all day long. Yes, yes. We wanted to make sure that we had something for everyone. Yeah. And while people are cruising around West Union, are there any like must-see places that riders should go, whether it's for a photo op or something historic worth worth going to? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have um, a barrel drive-in, which is one of the last uh, drive-ins that you could possibly go to. I know that not everybody is going to be bringing their car that day, but they can uh, they'll be able to walk up and uh, get some of their fantastic food. They've got uh, amazing uh, chicken, great sandwiches, burgers, fries, everything. So that'll be a, a really, really cool place to visit. Mm. Uh, we also have, uh, where we're camping everybody, our rec center was uh, a huge, huge project that the community came together and completed. And they got to see a little bit of it in uh, 2005, but it's really taken off since then. Mm. And it's just a gorgeous place to walk around. Uh, there's natural features there, ponds and uh, a few trails, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Uh, we also have uh, right just outside of West Union uh, is our Echo Valley State Park, and it's uh, one of the top-rated stargazing parks in all of Iowa. Ooh. Uh, so if those that want to catch uh, some of the night sky after the events have concluded, that is a fantastic place to go and visit. They have historic trails uh it dates back all the way to uh before the uh, the great depression i mean it was it was incredible the efforts that went through to uh, create that park and mm-hmm. it was once a lake oh. way back in the day so when people are looking down at the valleys in there they can imagine that whole thing filled up with water then they, they'll see what it once was well it sounds like we're going to stay busy when we come to west union Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if listeners want to learn more about your community or about RAGBRAI events, where can they go? Yeah, we, uh, the, the, the main place that most riders know to go would be the RAGBRAI website. We try to put as much information up there as we can, but we also uh, link them over to our Facebook page. So that's RAGBRAI West Union, mm-hmm. and we have our daily updates that we put there. We've had an incredible fundraiser uh, to help put this event on of a bicycle sculpture that's been making the rounds on people's yards Mm. and they get to see uh the daily travels of that and it's traveled up to five six seven times in a single day which is just fantastic it really shows the uh the effort of the community here Mm -hmm. but the the main sources for information is will be the website or the facebook page which again is ragbri west union all right well matt thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh speaking on behalf of all the riders we're really excited to visit your community on friday well thank you for having me i really uh am excited for the opportunity to see twenty-five thousand individuals experience what i get to see every day here and we hope that they'll come back Well, up next is our last and final community of Lansing, and I'd like to welcome Ian to the podcast. Hi, Murph. How's it going? It's going very well. Well, riders want to hear about Lansing. You know, I know we may have a little bit of elevation as we bike in, but the exciting part is this is where the riders will dip their tires. Yep, this is this is it. You're pedaling to paradise right here on the Mississippi. Pedaling to paradise, I love that. Yeah, so that that is our that's our theme this year. Um, 
we're we're really excited. You know, I think we're you know it's we're we're in crunch time, mm-hmm. um, and we're working real hard to make sure that the event is successful. It's enjoyable. It's safe. A lot of details that go into, um, you know, planning this and especially being, you know, the ending town where you have lots of parking and, you know, how do you get people out? You know, we're, we're a very small community. We're about 850 people. So um, and that's what they say, like the average amount of volunteers are necessary to orchestrate the event. So um, and we're right on we're right on the river, you know, nestled between a bunch of bluffs. I mean, I like to think that this really is kind of Lansing is that paradisical place in Iowa. I've never seen any place like it mm-hmm. in the state or really any place like it, period. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, when riders are, are coming into that final hill, um, coming down into Lansing and, you know, they're going to they're going to see the river and just these in, immensely huge, you know, three, four hundred foot um, bluffs that are covered in trees that were uh, left from the last um, ice age when the glaciers didn't descend down into this area so mm. our kind of nickname for the area is called the driftless and um you know it's got it's got an energy to it that is um it's just kind of magical and ethereal in its own way so mm-hmm. um we're really excited to welcome people into that uh into our place into our place that we call home and i want to give you a quick thank you on behalf of all of the writers of Ragbri for, you know, all of the volunteers that put this together and make our ride, like you said, safe and enjoyable. And we just have to say thank you to you. Oh, well, our pleasure. We, we really hope it's, it's a great event and we, we wish all of the cyclists the best of luck and mm-hmm. that their ride is safe and fun. And we really look forward to having them arrive into town and, and celebrate themselves on their major uh, accomplishment. Yeah. And that kind of segues to my next question. What can riders expect as they roll into Lansing? They're going to have quite a day. You know, it's a, it's a long last day. Mm-hmm. Um, we we hosted Rag Bry back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not living here at the time. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been five years. And um, in 2017, it was like a 20-mile ride in the last day. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty long distance. It's a 64-mile ride, 65-mile ride on the last day. Um, you know, they just brought back the Century Ride this year for the first time in 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a rough week. Um, and, you know, but that that end is is really triumphant. And so, um, you know, they're going to have a pretty long day. Um, they're going to cycle in, dip their tires in the river. We have a whole slew of festivities mm. um, kind of in the shoot. We have two amazing bluegrass bands um, that are going to be playing um, downtown. We've shut down our whole main street. We'll have picnic tables and shaded spots. And um, we're doing kind of lots of little things of to kind of um, give people a little bit of a taste of mm-hmm. paradise. So one of the things that we're doing is um, we're giving out free skim chocolate milk from a local dairy oh, that's great. just located down yeah. the road ww dairy and they actually won um the prize for the world's best skim chocolate milk Whoa. at the dairy expo last year so we're giving out free free chocolate milk to riders uh free bananas we're giving out lemonade uh there's we're also doing um little vials of sand that you can purchase a little piece of paradise with you a little sip of paradise little uh slice of paradise so we're we're doing all of these kind of token things um that we've been able to do and kind of siphon some money off to just really celebrate um the riders we also have an additional challenge which is really quite fun so in our town we have 
a very large bluff called Mount Hosmer, which is named um, after a really amazing um, uh, female sculptress in the early 1900s. And legend has it that the the bluff is named because uh, after her because she won a foot race mm-hmm. up to the top of this bluff. And you're going to have the opportunity as a cyclist to challenge yourself and bike up that 400 oh, foot bluff. Oh, no way. It's about, it's about a 9% grade. Um, there's going to be a little token of appreciation for those people that complete the challenge. And we're using the Strava app. So... Um, you'll be able to like race and compete um, to see who can cycle up Mount Hosmer's challenge the fastest. And we actually do this run every day, every year. We have an annual run where we run up Mount Hosmer as part of our town days. So um, just another little extra challenge uh, to kind of like cap off the celebration. And, and so, yeah, we, we want to invite you and your friends and your family to come down into Lansing and mm-hmm. shop and uh, enjoy the festivities, the beverage garden, the ice cream, and just really celebrate yourselves on that day. It's, it's a long day. It's probably going to be really hot uh, <laughs> as Iowa summers are. And um, yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about what they can expect and a few other little surprises that I'm not going to give away. Quite oh, yet. So I just going to have to it. wait for the day. Yes, I love it. And I'm guessing a lot of people are thinking about this. So let's talk about it as far as, you know, I dipped my tire, I challenged myself, went up the hill on my bike, I enjoyed the entertainment. Eventually, I'm going to think about Ragbri's over. It's time to go home. So give us some details about, you know, and it's a town that small. I'm sure that you're very organized as far as parking or getting out of Lansing or finding your loved ones. Give us the scoop. Right. So here's the big one. I mean, this is this is by far the biggest challenge um, for our town. You know, we're small, small towns, small infrastructure nestled up against a river, nestled into bluffs. Um, just not a lot of easy ways in or out of the town, really. So a couple of really key important things to keep in mind is that we have laid out really specific instructions. So all riders that have already reserved a parking place mm-hmm. at our lots have already received an email with your entrance instructions and your exit instructions. Additionally, there's going to be exit instructions listed all around town. Um, and Rag Bride um, on their social media is also going to blast our exit maps. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really, really important that when people are thinking about leaving or entering our town that they really adhere to those there's a lot of road construction up here and a lot a lot of them you know may think oh well i might be able to go this way but then they're going to encounter a closed road um or a very long detour or a one-lane road so we've really tried to expedite the price the process and making sure that you know um, we have really accessible, easy routes for people to get out. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if you, we have two parking lots that we're primarily dealing with. Um, uh, if if you've dipped your tire and you're parked in what we're calling our VIP lot, um, that lot is actually located down at our practice football field. It's four blocks away from the dip site. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to walk directly from the dip site to your vehicle mm-hmm. and depart your stuff. Um, all parked cars are going to have a map that they're that they're given when they park their car that'll tell you how to get out. Um, we ask that you follow those instructions really clearly and carefully. Um, and uh, additionally, so if you're in the VIP lot, 
you walk down there, there'll be some ATVs around to assist people with luggage if they need to get luggage down into those lots. So keep an eye out for our little ATV lift rides. Um, if you're in the general lot and you're already parked, we'll have shuttles set up all throughout town that are mm-hmm. marked on our maps. And mm-hmm. you can find these maps. They'll be printed out, but they're also on our website right now at www.lansingridebride.com. And there's a tab right at the top that says July 30th map and you can click on it you can see where the shuttles are we're going to ask that you uh, get yourself to one of those shuttles each of, of those shuttles will come with a sag so we'll be able to accommodate your bike mm. and your luggage and we'll shuttle you out to the general lot the general lot yeah and there are two general lots west out of town um, that we're going to utilize and one of those general lots is going to be the specific passenger pickup team pickup lot so um we will hit both of those with our shuttles um but we're really asking people you know if if you're meeting a friend or a loved one or a team and they're in the and their meeting place is going to be the general lot please use a shuttle those shuttles will have six shuttles running consistently throughout the day Mm -hmm. so if you want to also come in and join the festivities hop on the shuttle from the general lot and come in. But we're really, really asking people, A, don't come in with your rigs and your RVs, and there's just not enough room. We have all of the charters lined on Main Street, pointed west to go out of town. Um, So it's going to be really, really, really condensed in there, and there's not going to be a place for you to park easily. Mm -hmm. So please meet at the general lot, take the shuttle in if you want to come in and enjoy the festivities or wait for your riders to come in on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, and please do not cycle out on the highway to those lots. Um, there is very little shoulder at some points in the road and it is the uh, official um detour for the state as our main street is shut down so it's the official like detour for the highway Mm -hmm. so it's just it's a very um precarious situation so we're just really kindly asking we know we know it's going to be hard and to accommodate that many riders going out there but you know and we know it's been a long tiring week and um but we just really ask for your patience Mm -hmm. and that you just um that you just follow our our guidelines because they're there to keep you safe and everyone's safe so and it's we have important yeah. to point out that you know at that point we've spent eight days waiting in lines and being friendly and neighborly so we can do it one more day and yeah. it sounds like you have things very specific and you know very well planned out so as long as we all follow directions we're all going to get home safe so right. i go get another beer yes. go get another beer you'll get out <laughs> we'll make sure you get out to your stuff yeah and, um yeah so we are you know it's it's a very complex process to get all of those um traffic mm-hmm. you know ways in line and and uh we, i think we've done a really good job of that i know in 2017 I think there were a lot of there was a lot of frustration with how to get in and out of town and we really learned from that experience mm-hmm. and we're hoping that this plan is going to ease um it's going to ease the traffic flow and make it a lot easier for people to know where they're going to meet their people how they can get in and out of town so excellent and you mentioned it a little bit earlier but can you tell the listeners one more time where they can go to find out some of this information 
Yeah, so we have a really awesome website that um, uh, Elizabeth Loberg of Wood Media built for us. She's just a brilliant, brilliant young woman. And so it's www.lansingragrai.com. And it's a really comprehensive website. You can shop and purchase our merchandise ahead of time. You can um, purchase uh, parking. So if you don't have a parking pass still and you Mm. still need to get a parking pass, go ahead and get online and purchase that parking pass. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be day of sale parking passes for our general lots only. The VIP lot is sold out at this point. Um, But there's also really, our maps are there, and there's also a really great FAQ page Mm. located under our riders tab. So lots of just generic questions of, you know, um, where can I pick up my pre-boxed food order for the 22nd, 23rd, if I've done that already? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I get out to the general lots? Where is the passenger pickup? Where do I meet my team? Mm -hmm. Um, Who do I contact if I have a question about so-and-so or xyz so we've tried to make this as comprehensive as humanly possible so that really if you go to our website you are able to find out pretty much all the information that you need and if it's not listed it's really clear who to contact to ask that question for well, I, again, speaking for all the riders, we're pretty excited to uh, roll into Lansing, dip our tires, and check out all the entertainment in your town. Well, we're excited to have you. Great. Well, thank you so much, Ian, for coming on the podcast, and we will see you very soon. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Murph. Take care and have a safe ride. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike! bike!